This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. One Rental at a Time. And a couple of quick things before we get into the daily financial news. First off, I heard, was sent a couple of notes uh, that a past guest, Dion, uh, was nice enough to mention our book, One Rental at a Time, on a Bigger Pockets podcast. Uh, I believe it was the latest version that came out yesterday. I believe it was with Brandon Turner and David Green. Uh, both are kind of old school, bigger pockets folks and written kind of the preeminent books in real estate investing. So, uh, Dion, thank you very much for the shout out. Uh, I am glad One Rental at a Time meant that much to you uh, that uh, that you talked about it twice on the show. And everybody else who saw that interview, uh, first off, gives Dion some love for recommending the book and also thank you so much for sending me the link i listened to it yesterday uh, and appreciated the shout out second uh, i'm doing these daily shows early because it's important for me to continue our daily trend we've been doing this two years together Uh, i'm doing this early because today is day two of a tony robbins event that i was uh, offered the opportunity to attend and really day one summary for me was Uh, First off, Tony Robbins is not, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but he's kind of not who I thought he was. You know, I have listened to Tony in my earbuds while working out for years. I kind of put him in the motivational speaker camp. Uh, I have heard him say that's not who he is. But until I watched him for almost 13 hours, 14 hours yesterday, I didn't get it. Now I do. He is really about changing your state, your energy, um, really how you look at a problem, which is, if you've been following my channel for a while, know that I had struggled with for a little bit. And uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity. The first thing that I really took from yesterday is I need to do a better job of communicating with you, right? You, the viewer, the, the person who buys my book, because I maybe not, I don't think I've done a great job of really kind of highlighting what I'm trying to do, right? I am trying to reach myself 20 or 30 years ago, right? The full-time employee, the person who is busting their ass at a day job, has family responsibilities, but wants something better. That's who I'm trying to reach. If that's you, that's what I'm trying to reach with these daily shows, with these experts, I'm trying to show you that real estate investing is a path to a better future. It is not get rich quick. It is not trading GameStop or Dogecoin or whatever the latest and greatest hot thing is, but it does work. And it really takes two things that I teach and talk about, but I really need to do a better job of tying it to an emotion. I know you're busy. I was crazy busy. I was doing things I didn't like to do because I had to take care of my family. But I found 10 to 20 minutes a day to look at my market. And I looked at this much of it, just a tiny, tiny portion. And I got better every day. 
That's why I like to say today's a great day to make some money and let's be better than yesterday. That's what I teach. That's what I talk about. All I ask from you or my students is 10 to 20 minutes and then let everything else go. Most of you were like me 20 or 30 years ago. We're wasting time. We're wasting time because we're, we're scattered. We're not focused. You already have nine to five commitments. You have family commitments, but you want a better future and you're struggling to find time. I can help. That's what I'm trying to do. I need to do a better job of talking about that, really connecting with you emotionally, sharing with you my passion for that because it was me and that's the person I'm trying to connect with. So I need to work on that, get a little better. That's all good. And again, today's day two. I'll share with you what I learned in day three. On to the daily financial news. As I told you way back on Saturday or Sunday, today was the big day of the week, Friday. Why? Because it, the February jobs report came out. And I told you way back when it might come in hot. Hot meaning more than expected. Where are we? Get, let me get the actual numbers. Uh, they were expected to be uh, 210. They came in almost double, 379. And the growth was right where we want it, restaurants and hospitality. Folks, the country is reopening. We are bringing people back. Now, don't get me wrong. We are still 10 million jobs light, but this is how a trend starts. It starts. And oh, by the way, the January disappointing number of 49,000 in growth was revised up significantly to 166. So again, uh, a beat of, what would you want to call that? 159,000 in February and a revision of 100 and, or 118,000 in January. So good news across the board. What this likely means is that treasuries are going higher. This was the connection I was trying to make for you over the weekend. If we run hot on jobs, it is going to mean that the reopening is happening faster than maybe the Fed wants. It will ultimately continue because I think each month is better than the month before. And this is going to make the job picture better. It's going to pull off the frustrated folks because we're still reporting a useless U3 number, which is 6.3. That number is never more useless. The actual number, including uh, workers who are not looking and discouraged, is 11.1. That's what we should talk about. Our unemployment picture today is 11%. That's not good. But it's numbers like February that show the trend is starting. It never starts as fast as you or I want, but it is coming. It does mean that I think 2021 is going to go the way we thought. It's going to be a pretty damn good year. Q2 will be better than Q1, Q3 better than Q2. And that means inflation. It means higher rates. It probably means the continuation of the tech wreck. Or maybe you're thinking about the great reopening trade where you get out of the big six tech and into restaurants and cruise lines and movie theaters and things like that. I might sneeze. Sorry. Uh, the next thing is, you know, are you buying the dip? I see a lot of talking heads and, frankly, young adults talking about buy the dip, buy the dip, and Tesla and all these other things. Again, as I shared last week, you can go back and look at it. I was talking about ARK Invest and Kathy Wood. I've seen this before where hedge fund or, or Wall Street bankers or whatever you want to call them, they have two great years and they are the shining star, which clearly Kathy has crushed it. And if you were in ARC early, you were just loving her to death. But when they stay 
almost pig-headed and don't realize that the underlying assumptions have changed, you're in trouble. Now, I'm not saying that Kathy Wood's long-term investments, if she chooses to hold for five to 10 years, won't be right. I think technology and AI and automation, all that stuff is awesome. I just know Wall Street. Wall Street is unforgiving. She will not have a five-year hold period. If her fund continues to fall 10 to 20% because she's invested in these high flyers who now are being rotated out of, she's not going to have a choice. She's going to have to sell near the bottom because people will come to redeem their money. Again, I'm not saying her choices are wrong if your hold time is long enough. I'm just telling you that Wall Street folks typically don't get to hold for the long term. And when she doubles down and she goes in to buy Tesla on a dip and all of you follow and then it goes further and then she goes into Palantir and then she goes into Zoom and all these ones that are going to be rotated out of because the Russell 2000 is probably a better place to be than the tech NASDAQ heavy. Just got to be careful. I've seen the movie before. I've seen this movie before. Next up, we had Powell yesterday just crush the market, I think, at 10 a.m. or something. I didn't know what happened, and then all of a sudden I read about it after Tony Robbins. He basically came out and said, you know what? You got me. Inflation's going to run hotter. It's the first time he talked about it. Inflation's going to run hot. Now he's getting you to try to believe it's short term. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. I think he is... uh, I think he's holding on and he's trying to do everything he can to not raise rates. I believe, as I said earlier this week, Operation Twist is coming. He didn't talk about it yet. It's really the last bullet he has, right? He needs to buy the long end and sell the short end so the yield curve is flatter. He, he's, his story is not being believed. And again, I think the 10-year is up, up close to, if not over 1.6 this morning. Uh, a couple of things going. Uh, what else? We got the $1.9 trillion. It is coming. It's working its way through the Senate. It's probably going to be signed next week. Again, that's going to be coming into an environment uh, where there is a lot of good news coming. Uh, so that is pretty awesome. Um, mortgage rates, as I said, this is all coming, are now over 3%. That's kind of a psychological number. Uh, don't let that stop you. You know, if you get something with a three on it, I think you'll be very happy in five or six years. Uh, but again, every time there's a psychological number, three, three and a half, four, it's going to pull people off. Uh, CoStar Group. I, this was an interesting one to me. CoStar was going to buy CoreLogic for like $6 billion or something. They just pulled out. Reason given? Folks, this, this stuff's happening real time. Rising interest rates is going to reduce the value of CoStar. Think about that. Right? I'm sorry, CoreLogic. I missed the name. CoreLogic. CoreLogic produces data for the commercial real estate market. CoStar was going to buy them, but now they're saying, you know what? Interest rates are going to reduce the value of commercial real estate in less transactions. That's why they canceled the deal. That's why they're not playing anymore. Folks, interest rates are going to be changing, right? We've been on a, what, 20-year generally trend lower. I think we found the bottom. I think we found it. Norwegian Cruise Lines under pressure. Why? Because they're selling 47 million shares of common stock. Ouch, that's going to increase the float. Gap gave an interesting announcement. 
it is uh, it missed earnings, which you think would crush the stock. But this is a first. A retailer talked about back to school. Folks, the world is coming back to normal. If you are a parent like I, I am, but parent of young kids, you remember back to school shopping. Gap is talking about back to school. Man, talk about feeling just a little bit more normal today. Pretty awesome. If you're invested in the stock market and this is your first real wreck, uh, realize that you may have to suffer, unfortunately, the five stages of grief. If you're in Tesla, Apple, and you're down 20%, realize that you're going to go through denial, angle, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. I say this as someone who lost, who turned 197, 197 grand into 40 grand in a similar crash in 2000 or 2001, somewhere back there. So I feel your pain. I had to go through the same rational feelings. Uh, don't be like me and, and suffer, a, what would that be, 80% loss or 70% loss? Realize it's coming. Uh, another thing I got is the tech or the exit from San Francisco is real. I have been talking about leaving people leaving the city because it is non-friendly to tech. They are leaving. Uh, looks like there's been a net 21,000 folks who left San Francisco in the last 12 months. That's pretty interesting when I think the population of the city is 98,000, right? So we got about a 20% removal. In fairness, 36,000 people left, 15,000 people moved in. I'm rounding for easy math, but that is pretty telling. And again, as I shared, I think on Wednesday, a lot of that movement stayed in the Bay Area, like Santa Clara County, San Mateo, things of that nature. Uh, but they did leave the city, right? Urban living, the city is, you know, people are saying it's not safe, it's dirty. And of course, a lot of the tech employers have said, get out, work from home, things of that nature. So again, lots of stuff going on. Realize that, um, you know, today is a great day. It's Friday. If you are interested in real estate investing, you are a full-time employee, you're busy, busy, busy. Again, as I said at the opening, I need to do a better job connecting with you. Real estate investing, as I tried to highlight in that book, is possible to have a better future. I believe everyone, if they simply got four, would change their financial future. If you get past four and you want to go to 10, awesome. Let's learn your market. Let's do the work. Let's focus. It only takes 10 to 20 minutes a day. And of course, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.